y'all. <laughs> start the show. The opinions expressed in this program are for general purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security. The views of the podcast guest speakers are their own and are no way endorsed by encouraging your dream. Hello everybody, it's me Dr. Eden Life Savvy Queen. Believe it or not, it's not about me today and I know that's unusual but I decided, I said, you know, we're getting toward the end of the year and I want to make sure that people are aware of some of the resources that are out there. Of course, beyond some of the mental health topics that I go over, I also like to make sure that we know what's going on in the community and what's available to us. So here today, I have a special guest going to be joining us and giving us some information that I know that we need. Somebody out there, somebody out there can actually use this information. So we want to make sure that we give this information to you. I want to welcome Miss Amy Calloway. And of course, today we're going to be calling her Amy, but I just wanted to, to welcome her. And instead of me going into details about who she is, I'm going to give her an opportunity to introduce herself. So I'm excited to have her. Amy, can you give a little introduction on who you are and what you're about? Sure. So my name is Amy Calloway, and I am the Outreach and Disaster Coordinator for 211 Texas United Way Helpline. I'm associated with the United Way of Greater Houston, but I live here locally in Fort Worth. So I cover ERAF, Hood, Johnson, Palo Pinto, Parker, Somerville, Tarrant, and Wise Counties. And it's my job to go into the community and let people know about 211 and all the things that we do. And I also set up tables at events. I do training on 2 Texas, and I also am in charge of collecting information and resources when disaster events strike in our area as well. Interesting. So I'm going to ask this question. I want to know what made you decide to get involved with United Way from the get-go? So I've actually, a lot of people do know about the United Ways, obviously, and they do so much good in the community. And then when I was get, having my interview, you know, with the two people that were the panelists on the interview board, um, they were so kind and down to earth. And you could really see that they had their heart in what they're doing. And I believe that when you go to job, to work every day, it needs to be something that you love and not something that you dread. So I love the organization and I love the people I was talking to. And honestly, I feel like it's a match made happen. It's interesting because I have watched you on LinkedIn and I see all the wonderful pictures that you post and you seem to be excited about being out there in the community and giving some information about the resources that you provide. I guess I want to ask, can you tell us a little bit more, just a little bit more about the program that you are a part of? Sure. So 211 Texas United Way Helpline is actually a free information and resource line that is answered 24-7. Um, 211 is actually available throughout 99% of the United States, and it also covers the entire state of Texas, and we are also even in Canada. So wow. if people need to reach us, they can dial 211 if they have a Texas number or 877-541-7905 if they have an out-of-state area code but need Texas resources. 
So essentially what we do is we link people to what they need. So if somebody's having a hard time paying their utility bill, like the water bill, the electric bill, the gas bill, if they need food, if they need help finding employment, if they need um, childcare, um, if they need help with a prescription cost, help with a copay for a medical visit, essentially anything and everything that there could be a resource for, if it exists, it's listed with 211. And to give you an idea of the depth of 211, we actually have 11,000 search terms in our database. There's resources for things for babies like diapers, baby wipes, baby food, um, baby formula, all the way up to people who are older age, such as we call them older adults, which we consider 60 years of age and older. Um, they often may have issues with their health care where they can't afford a prescription or they can't pay the copay for a medical visit or they can't get to their doctor's appointment and they need transportation. And then with the cost of living going up, everybody's having a hard time paying the rent and the mortgage right now. And unfortunately, some people are losing their housing. So we try and make sure that we give people options um, in terms of you know as many resources as possible for them to reach out and get what they need so that they don't have to continue to struggle. Well, that is awesome. What I wanted to ask you is, does these resources focus on a particular income level? Okay, so we have resources for anybody and everybody, regardless of income level. Um, the other thing that might come into play is, unfortunately, in my opinion, um, legal status. So we essentially, we have resources that will only work with legal U.S. citizens, and then there's other resources that will work with anybody and everybody, and they don't care about your immigration status. So I just like to include that as well, um, just so that everybody knows that we would try to be as inclusive as possible and make sure that anybody can access these resources. Okay, so since you're offering all of these different resources and services, I guess the question is, is there an application process to get involved and get started using these resources? Okay, so some agencies will require you to fill out an application, and then there's other agencies where you don't have an application and you just can walk in um, some food pantries, you don't have to fill out an application. So it really depends upon the agency and you know their protocols and procedures. But like I mentioned, these resources are for anybody and everybody, and we try and make it as easy as possible for them to access them. Okay. So I have an individual that have used the resources once or twice already. Can they come back and use these resources again? Is there a limitation to how many times you can reach out to the United Way and utilize the resources available? Yeah. So that once again, we list all the resources. So when somebody calls in, we ask them what their needs are and what they're struggling with. And then they tell us the kind of the, you know, the incident about what's going on. And then our call specialist will be like, okay, you said that you needed help with food. You said that you needed help with childcare. So proper protocol is to give them three resources for each need that they have. So that if for one, some reason, the first one they call doesn't work, that they have two backups that they can try. So it's going to be up to the agency to determine the frequency of how often they can access those resources. So that's also going to vary by location and by agency. Do you find that there are particular services that people reach out more for the yes. information wise? And if so, what is the turnaround to get services? Is there a particular time frame that they would have to wait to get the services that are needed? 
Okay, so the top needs for my eight counties right now, I actually know those because I think it's important to be aware of what's going on in our own community. The first thing that people are calling in for with the most with the most requests is for um, rent and mortgage assistance right now. Um, the second thing is help with the utility bills like gas, water, and electric. Third is they're just looking for housing that's um, you know low cost sliding scale. Fourth is food. And then the number five thing that they call in for is um, help with their state benefits like food stamps, Medicaid, things like that. So once again, the turnaround time for how quick it's going to be till they get the help that they need, that's also going to vary by agency, but it is definitely like a not you're not going to get the aid tomorrow or the day after. So I would definitely plan for a couple of weeks out. And as soon as you anticipate that you're going to have a problem, call us immediately and get those resources going as fast as possible. Okay. So you talked about housing being one of the one of the resources that are mostly used. And I can, you know, considering the population that I serve, I can see that being the case because we have a lot of people that have to go into homes or other facility boarding homes, I can yeah. say. Yeah. And so I know that housing is a big a big idea. So I guess the first question is, do United Way provide vouchers, any type of vouchers for those people who may need that? So we help get them connected with the local housing authorities. Um, sometimes there are resources available for um, hotel or motel vouchers, um, but a lot of times we're connecting them with places like um, Catholic Charities, St. Vincent de Paul, the Texas Department of Human Services. Um, so those are the ones that we usually refer to. And then, like I mentioned, it, it, the turnaround time for those will, depart, will vary to, uh, by agency. Okay. Do you find that most of the services are gender specific? The ones that I've pulled on my own, keep in mind, I'm not in the database that much just because I'm out training and doing events. But the ones that I've found, there are some domestic violence shelters that are only women and children, but we always are happy to pull for any gender and to make sure that we can get as much help as needed for that person and give them options. Now, food is a big deal. Of course, we all need to eat. And I know that there's a lot of times that you know, we have people who are barely making ends meet. And so believe it or not, food will be missing out, out of the cabinet. And because they got enough just to pay the mortgage or the rent and the light bill and the water. So um, they're working on very little or they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make it stretch. So I guess I want to know for a lot of the food programs or supplement mental food programs, I want to know, are they only for families with children? Okay. There are food resources for anybody and everybody, regardless of whether you have children or you do not. It doesn't matter. We will ask you, you know, how many people are in your home. Um, we are very specific about asking you questions so that we can get you to the right resource and not waste your time. And one of those is, do you live by yourself or do you have other people living with you? So okay. that we can cover the whole family. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. Let me tell you. So I am a little biased. I'm a little biased. I had a, I had an agenda. Let me just say that. No, let me say I had an mm -hmm. agenda and the agenda was to make sure that I find out what kind of resources, especially when it comes to food is going to be out there that, you know, that's usually out there. Cause I know that nothing is guaranteed for the holidays, because the holidays, yeah. I, I I did that. I'm, I'm telling you, I had an agenda. I did this particular podcast during this time frame so that people can be prepared to know where they need to go 
and look to get with their need to make it through these holidays. Can you give some insight on places that people might want to consider to get what yeah. they need to prepare, prepare for the holidays? Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I mean, I don't want to favor any organization over another by any Absolutely. means, um, but the Tarrant area food bank is in different, lots of different areas in the Metroplex. So it's honestly, and they're huge. So that would be one of the ones that we refer to a lot. And I also just um, heard about, it's called the, hold on, I have to stop and think one second. It's the North Intercommunity Agency. I hope I have that correctly. They have a food bank on site where people can walk in. They usually stock it, I think she said on a Tuesday, and then it's there for as long as need be or until they run out or they get restocked again. Um, so yeah, we also try and pull resources um, by zip code because we want to find whatever's closest to that person so that it's not a hassle to have to go across town. Because as we know, transportation can also be a barrier to getting access to resources sources, as well as having the gas to put in the car to get there. So when someone calls in, we always search resources by their zip code to get them to the closest resource. I did see that for as medical resources, because I know that, you know, with food, what I try to do is I try to also look for things as well and try to give them out to at least my clients to say, hey, these things are out here locally. But of course, your resources are greater than mine. So of course, anything that we can do to make sure that the people have what they need and that they can be fed and don't feel left out over the holidays. Just to go into a different area, I do come across a lot of people that need what we consider medical resources. So of course, in my field, there's going to be like uh, support groups and, and, and rehab programs. And so I guess I'm wondering, um, do you find a a lot of people having to utilize those resources or have you even gotten any feedback on those resources being beneficial? Yeah. So we have Lena Pope here in town and they're um, a really good mental health provider from what I've been hearing in terms of feedback. Um, and I know that a lot of people are struggling with their mental health right now, especially after COVID. And that's definitely been a challenge. And I do know that unfortunately the wait list times for getting help for mental health is also backed up as well. So the systems by far are not perfect. Um, I can't encourage people enough that if they need help with their healthcare things, as soon as you know that it's going to be a problem, start those processes just because they can take um, a little while to get them up and going and, you know, having to deal with those wait lists. Um, but we will once again, search um, the resources by age, by their zip code, and be able to help find those mental health resources as well as physical health resources for whatever is closest to them in their area. There is free low cost sliding scale therapy services. There are addiction treatment center resources. The behavioral health hospitals are listed with us. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, maybe some help with the copays for psychiatric medications. So those are the top things that I can think of off the top of my head. Now you mentioned copays for the medication. I'm wondering one, if there's any free clinics out there for those people who can't afford to get medical assistance, whether it's mental health or just general medical yeah. assistance. And what about medication in general? Because the copay, they would have to have insurance. So there's yeah. some people that just need a place to get medication altogether. Yeah. So for sure, we can definitely do those searches by their zip code and see what's available. Um, I would have to double check it with the prescription stuff. If there are places that do free, I'm not sure to be completely honest with you. So I don't want to misspeak with that, but there are mental health clinics, including pop-ups that get set up around town. Um, and they pull out the, you know, different trailers from the agencies that come out and do those. So when we have those going and I know about them, I so send those over to our resource team. So that could possibly be another way um, that, for people to reach out with help with medications. Now I'm going to tell you, 
and now I can see how United Way makes a great impact out here in the community because of the connections that you allow the people to make with the resources that are provided and the services that you're providing. And the reason why I say that is because it seems like that United Way has resources to fit every need. Most of the times it's like a one-stop shop, whereas a lot of times the resources out there are divided up. So I'm going to be honest, when I looked at the featured programs that you have, and there were many of them, two areas stuck out to me, and that was going to be for the seniors and for the veterans. And considering that I'm a veteran myself, I was very excited to see that you provide resources to veterans. And I'm going to be honest with you, at some point, I'm going to want to invite you back to just discuss some of the things and some of the resources that are out there just for my veterans alone, because they are important to me. But I want to ask you about the partnerships. I, I don't know if, you know how familiar you are in that area, but I want to know what kind of places do you partner with. And then on top of that, how do you become a partner? Okay. So there are so many, so there are 11,000 search terms in our database for resources. So we are reaching out to domestic violence shelters, food banks, all the nonprofits in the different areas, um, mental health providers, and ones that are willing to do free low-cost sliding scale mental health services, the behavioral health hospitals, the the treatment centers, the schools, the fire departments, the police departments, the offices of emergency management, the Salvation Army, the Red Cross. Like I could honestly go on and on and on about all the agencies that we work with because we have so many categories of needs that we need to have resources for that if help exists, we are trying to also make sure that we make connections with those places. And some of the ones that I'm um, excited about and that I am truly trying to think outside of the box um, in terms of who to connect with is that we do actually have Native American populations in this community um, up in North Texas. So I was able to find the Intertribal Council over in Dallas, and they are in the area, which was exciting. And then I also wanted to take, make sure that I included the LGBTQ population as well. Absolutely. And yes. And so um, there's a Transcendence, which is great, and Finn's Place. And there's a medical clinic that works specifically with the LGBTQ population, which I was able to find. I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. But there are so many places in North Texas that want to help people. And so I encourage people that if you have a nonprofit, or if you know someone who's going to be starting up a nonprofit, or someone who's going to be doing something that involves helping people to have them reach out to 211 Texas so that we can get them in touch with our resource teams to see if we can include them in our database. Because the more options that there are, the better. Okay. So those are for the companies. That's great. You know, that's wonderful. And I'm glad that, you know, people, even maybe myself can get involved in something like that. But what about those individuals that I have that come in and say, Dr. E, Dr. E, I'm looking for a place that I want to give back. I'm looking for a place that I can go and just be of service to others because I want to know, serve some type of purpose. And I want to know, you know, you know who I am and what will fulfill me. So Dr. E, where can I go? Where can I go to serve? How do volunteers get involved? Okay. So your local United Way here in Tarrant County is always looking for volunteers. I can tell you that. Um, you know, I know one of the things that they struggle with is they go to events um, just 
anybody that's looking for volunteers in general, going to events and outreaching to people um, and making those connections as much as possible, but it's hard sometimes. So the United Ways are always great in any nonprofit in your area, like the Tarrant area food banks, they would be happy to have volunteers. Um, the Red Cross is always also needing volunteers when we're seeing more and more disasters that are arising, unfortunately. So I would encourage people that whatever specific area is your passion, whether it be domestic violence, survivors, whether it be, you know, working with people who are homeless, whether it be, you know, helping feed the hungry, whatever your passion is, in my opinion, that's what those are the organizations that you should target of who to volunteer with, right? Because you want to have your heart and what you're doing and make and so that you feel like you're making a difference out in the community. And I think that we all have that in us in some way, shape or form to just want to help each other because we're all human, right? That's awesome. So I, like I said, I'm always sending you on LinkedIn. I'm always sending you out. You have mentioned Tarrant County and I wonder about what about Dallas? What about Collin County? Is I guess I want to know, is there a rep for those particular yes. counties? Yes, ma'am. So CC Advance is actually the organization for 211 for Dallas County and Collin County. Um, so if you want to find out who is your local 211 organization, there's a very easy way to do that. So you can go to 211texas.org or 211texas.org. And at the top, there's a little tab that says partner. If you click there and you go down to add or edit your organization, you can search by county and it'll pull up your contact person in the agency of who to reach out to. You are so awesome. Listen, I think that's all the questions I have for you today. <laughs> you have done an awesome job. I am so grateful that you came onto the show and you got a chance to let people know what's going on out there. I know this is, you know, a little different way of doing it because I see you all the time just out there in the community. So I'm just glad that you, you took time to sit here with me because I know you're a busy woman. Much Dr. E, can we go over one more time how to reach 211 Texas? I just want to make sure that we've got all the options on there. Okay. Absolutely. So if you have a Texas number, all you have to do is dial 211. If you are looking for resources like we've talked about, like utility bills, food, help with rent, you're going to want to choose option one. If you have your state benefits like Medicaid, Texas assistance for needy families, food stamps, you're going to want to choose option two. So those are the ones that people choose the most. And I just want to get you to where you need to go the fastest. You can also go to 211texas.org and search the need by zip code. And it'll pop up with the different things that you can choose from according to the need that you have. On our website, there is also a chat feature and we can chat with you in English and in Spanish. And then also know when you call in that we have access to a language line so we can help people in over 150 languages. So please let us know if you need anything. Um, we're happy to help. We answer 24 seven. And the people who are our call specialists are like mama and papa bears. They're phenomenal <laughs> people and I can't say enough great things about them. And thank you, Dr. E, for having me today. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. I appreciate you coming and, and giving the information. So there you go, everybody. That's Miss Amy Calloway with United Way. There's no excuses. There's resources and services out there available to you. So reach out, reach out and let someone, you know, help you with what it is that you need. This is Dr. E, the Life Savvy Queen. I'm out.